Welcome to church. Happy Cultural Sunday. Praise the Lord. Thank God we are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, our Lord and our God, we give you praise. We honor you. You are indeed a good and faithful Father. We thank you for your goodness upon our lives. Thank you, Father, for by grace you have saved us. It is not of anything that we have done. You did it all for us. Daddy, we appreciate you. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. As we are going into your word, Lord, I pray that you will speak forth to us. We want to hear you. You are a good daddy. You always speak to us 24 by 7 because you are a loving father. We want to hear from you. We want to encourage, oh God, ourselves in your word. Because through your word, you feed us. And that is the word that we need to back stronger in the spirit and in the physical. Daddy, give us the bread of life. I commit myself unto you. Speak forth through me, Jehovah God. Let everyone be blessed. Those watching from online and those that are here in person. Teach us by yourself, including me. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Praise the Lord. So I want to encourage us this morning. In regards to our topic for our cultural Sunday, God's choosing treasure. Let's say that to ourselves. I am God's choosing treasure. Those of us watching us online, say it to yourself. Let's say it one more time. I am God's choosing treasure. And indeed, we are all God's choosing treasure. Because the book of Genesis 1.27, it said God created us in his image. We are the only creature that God created in his image and in his likeness. And that's why you and I, we are God's creature. And we are God's treasure. So let's read our text. 1 Peter 2.9, we are going to read it in TPT. But you are God's chosen treasure. You and I, we are God's chosen treasure. Priests who are kings, a spiritual nation. Imagine, see those big wonderful words that God is using to describe you and I. Set apart as God's devoted ones. You see, God set us apart as his devoted ones. He called you and he called me. Out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now he claims you and I as his very own. Imagine that. He did this so that you and I will broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. Wow. So God has a purpose for calling us his treasure. And also, when we read the book of Genesis 12, 3b, all the families on heart will be blessed through you. That is through Abraham. We go there. You see, God has a plan and a purpose for us from the creation of the world. You see, Psalm 139, it says, before we were formed in our mother's womb, he knew about you. He knew about me. Imagine before we are formed in our mother's womb, God knew about you. He knew about me. So what does he mean, treasure? What does the word treasure mean? We are going to learn together. What does the word treasure mean? Treasure means something valued, something valuable. You see, it's, let's give a description of it. 
God has a treasure box. You know, those of us, even all of us, we want to use gold. We have 18 karat. You have so many karat. And the best one is what each of us want to use. And when you get it, even when you are remembered, I went to Macy's in December. When you go there, where they put the real gold, they always lock it in with a, with a padlock, with a key. Nobody can take it unless you get there and say, I want to buy that one. And then they will bring it out. As they bring it out, you have to be careful as you are looking at it. Imagine the things of the world. That is gold, treasure. But we are more than that to our God. We are more than those karat. Even if it's 100 karat, we are more precious to God. We are more treasure to God than those gold. So see how treasured God see you and myself. And when we are God's treasure, we have to be careful the way we live this our life. The Bible says we are God's temple and we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we cannot just use our life anyhow because we are treasures. We are treasured by God. We are valued property. We are valued possession of our Lord God Almighty. He possesses our lives. And see those words, he said he called you out of darkness. He called me out of that merry clay, out of that sinful life that we've been living. He called us to himself. The Bible says why we are yet sinner, Christ died for us. And he called us out of darkness to experience this is marvelous light because our God is the light of the world. And now... He claims you as his own. He claimed me as his own. When we give our life to the Lord Jesus Christ, because salvation is very important, even though our parents, they gave back to us, but we have to be redeemed from out of darkness because when Adam sinned, sin got to the old world and there was a cause. But Jesus Christ has come, the second Adam, to deliver us. And that's why he said in that scripture, some scriptures say, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. That is, we are royal family. You know, when people become in the royal family, you see that, oh, they belong to the king. But we are not in the royal family in the world. That is not a priesthood that we have. But we are royal priesthood of the king of kings and the lord of lords, of the whole universe, who is greater than the king of the world. So we are of the royal priesthood of the most high God. And that is the reason why, because God values us so much. We are God's choosing treasure, number one, because we are value property. We are God's very own possession. So we have to live our life the way that the one that values us wants us to live. Because we are God's special people. We are God's special people. When God chose, chose David as king, David exhibited and showed God's special relationship to the nation of Israel. God used David to do that. He did that. Through David, God gave Israel rest from all their enemies all around because God chose David as his special treasure. That is found in the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 7, verse 1. Now it came to pass when the 
king was dwelling in his house. You see, David remembered. And the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies all around just because he's a special treasure to God. Same way, because we are God's special treasure, he will give us rest from everything that is against his will over our lives. But we have to, be, we have to humble ourselves and be willing to do what it costs to be a valid property of God. David gave thanks to the Lord by recounting their rescue from slavery. Because he recounted, he remembered that, oh, this is what God did. And it is not because that David is a, just a, a human warrior. But God chose him as a warrior. God gave, so David gave thanks. And also as a special treasure of God, we are unique masterpiece. That's Ephesians 2.10. The Bible says we are God's workmanship. That is, we are the masterpiece of the Most High God. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus. He created us anew because he formed us in our mother's womb. And if we look at each of us, even identical twins, you will see something distinct in one of them. Even though they are identical. But God is the one that made each and every one of us. Is masterpiece. And we are unique. So we should not look down on ourselves at all and say, oh, how did I look at it? Just be grateful to, to the Most High God that created you in his image and made you his masterpiece. He said we are unique God's masterpiece. Can we put it up again, please? Ephesians 2.10. We are unique God's masterpiece, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. That means God has that good plan for us. As Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thought that I have towards you. They are thought of peace and not of evil to give you and myself an expected hand. That means God created us as his unique masterpiece and we are treasured by him and he wants us to do those good things that he has planned for us long ago, even before we are born. He has planned for us, and that plan is of peace and not of evil. We are precious because we are God's treasure. That means we are precious to God. We are the apple of God's eyes. We are peculiar. So when we know all these qualities, then we should be willing and humbly say, Father, here is my life. Whatever you want to do, Go ahead and do it with my life. That should be our priority every day. Our priority should be to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing will be added to it. Our priority should be that is the first number one priority that should be part of what we wake up every day and say, God, here I am. Thank you for making me to see another day. Thank you for making me to be your treasure your valued property, your valued possession, your masterpiece. Do those good words that you have planned long ago. Begin to establish it in my life. So we have to, as God's children, as God redeemed, delivered from the kingdom of darkness, and he brought us to his, to his marvelous life, our focus should be, God, I will do your will. Because if he loves us so much, 
John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So why do you think God chose us? Let's recant a little bit to Abraham and Israel. That is the book of Genesis. Genesis 12, 1 to 3. The Bible says God chose Abraham's family, which later becomes the nation of Israel. The Lord God has said to Abraham, leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family, and go to the land and I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and cause those who treat you with content. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. You see, God chose Abraham. He chose Abraham's family, which became the nation of Israel. Also, God chooses only this family, only this family from creation, only this family, to be the channel of his blessing to all the families of the world right now. See, he chose that family. It is not that God does not love the whole world. He loves the whole world because he created everything, including the animals, including the plant. But he got, God just chose Abraham, and he has reason. God chose Israel to obey him, keep his covenant. You see the reason why God chose them to obey his commandment? That is, to be his kingdom of priests. And what does that mean? A priest is somebody that reconciled the nations to God. Then, that is the whole testament. And he made them to be a holy nation. As he professed, as he prescribed, he described us in that first Peter 2.10. And what does that mean to be a holy nation? Then, Abraham, descendant. That is to faithfully represent God by how they live as a committee of, as a community of love. That is God's purpose. Then, to represent God by how they live as a community of love, justice, and worship God alone. Exodus 19, 5 to 6. Let's read it. That was God's purpose. For choosing Abraham. Now, if you will obey me and keep my command, command, covenant, you will be my own special treasure. You see, God pronounced it then because we are Abraham's descendant. From among all the peoples on earth, for all the earth belongs to, him, to me. All the earth belongs to God. But God chose Abraham, that family, to be the channel that he will bless the families of the whole world. You see, Old Testament is a shadow, is a description of what is happening right now, if of the New Testament. So the Israelites, we are God's chosen nation, Deuteronomy 7, 6 to 14, because the word of God, we have to go there. That is where God speaks to us. For you are a holy people, you see, that is like a description of that first Peter 2, 10. For you are a holy people, who belong to the Lord your God, or for the people on earth, the Lord your God has chosen you to be his own special treasure. That is, a, that, is, that is a prophecy that we are enjoying now. Chapter 14, verse 2, Deuteronomy. You have been set apart 
as holy to the Lord your God. He's talking to us in the same way. And he has chosen you from all the nations of the heart to be his own special treasure. So the Israelites were promised blessing if they obey God and follow his commandment, which we just read in that Deuteronomy 7, verse 6, 14, chapter 14, verse 2. Now we are going to read 7 from 12 to 15 now. If you will listen to these regulations, that was Old Testament, but we have to go there and then come back to the New Testament because we are in the dispensation of grace. If you listen to these regulations and faithfully obey them, the Lord your God will keep his covenant of unfailing love with you as a promise with an oath to your ancestors. He will love you and bless you, and he will give you many children. He will give fertility to your land and your animals. When you arrive in the land, he swore to give your ancestors. You will have large harvests of grain, new wine and olive oil, and great herds of cattle, sheep and goats. You will be blessed above all the nations of the earth. None of your men or women will be childless. God is giving us a prophecy. And all your livestock will bear young. Verse 15. And the Lord will protect you from all sickness. He will not let you suffer from the terrible disease you knew in Egypt. From the terrible disease that is all over the world now. But he will inflict them on all your enemies. But God is a merciful God. That, is was, that was then. But God does not want anyone to perish. He wants everybody to come to the knowledge of his saving grace. So God chose them, that is the Israelite, through Abraham as family. God chose them for a special purpose. The Israelites were forbidden to disfigure their bodies. They are forbidden to disfigure their bodies with scars of tattoos. Same thing now, because we are God's special treasure. Or to adopt other practices common to surroundings, pagan nations. That is Deuteronomy 12, 29 to 32. We can read it later. Leviticus 19, 28. We can write it down. Leviticus 21, verse 5. We are not going to read it. God chose Israel because he made a covenant with their forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Deuteronomy 7, 8. We can read that. Rather, it was simply that the Lord loves you and he was keeping the oath he had sworn to your ancestors. This is why the Lord rescued you with such a strong hand from your slavery and from the oppressive hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. That was the Israelite when they were in Egypt. What they went through, but God delivered them. They came out from that land and God brought them to the promised land. So now, in the New Testament, dispensation of grace that we are experiencing this day, where, which is our time, we have a better covenant. Thank God. Jesus extends his love to all nations, to everybody all over the world. We receive this forgiveness of our sins, deliverance from darkness, from the kingdom of darkness, through the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Thank God for the blood of Jesus 
Thank God for Jesus that gave himself to, to all the whole world at the cross because he said, while we are yet sinner, Christ died for the world. He died for you and I. Also, we are God's chosen people, surrounded by the unconditional love of God through Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So as God's chosen treasure today, what are we expected to do? We cannot do it by our own strength, my brothers and my sisters. We can only do it through the power of the Most High God. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, our God is such an amazing, great and mighty and awesome Father. He always makes provision for us, his creatures. He knew that we cannot do this. We can't live this treasured life. We can't live this new life by our own strength. That's why at 1.18, that's why he said he will send the helper. He will send the guide, the Holy Spirit. He said, but we, you and I, will receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you and myself. And we will be his witness in Jerusalem. Then, but we will be his witness in New Jersey, in New York, in Asia, every, every, all over the world. That's why he poured out that power of the Holy Spirit upon us. So we all need, it is very, very essential that we covet it if we have not received that power. Because that power will enable us to live a life that is pleasing in his sight. Thank you. <laughs> the best husband of the year. <laughs> so as God's choosing treasure today, the Holy Spirit can help us, my brothers and my sisters. The Bible says with God, all things are possible. Number one, as God's choosing treasure today, how does God want us to live? First Peter 2, 1 to 3, live as God's choosing people. The Bible says, so get rid of every kind of evil, every kind of deception. Don't let us be deceived. Be plain, be open. Hypocrisy. Don't hide yourself. Let God know the way you are. Let people know who you are. Jealousy and every kind of slander. Don't slander each other. The Bible says as much as it is possible with you and I, we should live at peace with everybody. Without which, we are not going to see God. So he's telling us that we should live as God's chosen people. Obey what he's telling us in his word. Verse 2. Desire. We have to humbly desire for God's pure word as newborn babe. You see, when they give birth to a baby, the baby cannot thrive unless the baby feed on the mother's milk. Do you think that the baby can thrive if they don't feed them? The baby needs that milk. The same way as God desire choosing treasure. We should desire God's pure word as a newborn babe desire milk. Then, after we do that, you see there is a condition. Then, when you do that, when, you have that, when we have that desire to let the word of God dwell in us, in us richly. As Joshua 1a said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate upon it day and night. That our way will now be prosperous. 
So he said, then you will grow in your salvation. Because we need that word. Without the word of God, we are nothing. But the word of God makes us to be somebody. Makes us to be a value possession of God. Even though he shed his blood. But that word is very important in our lives. So we have to desire God's pure word as newborn babe desire milk. Then we will now grow in our salvation. Verse 3. Certainly, you have tasted the Lord. We have tasted the Lord and we see that the Lord is good. Is it not good to us? The Lord is good. See, we are looking beautiful because we are wonderfully and fearfully made in the image of God. So when we look at each other, we should see the hand work of the Most High God upon each other. That is where we will not have jealousy because we will look at each other that you are God's creature. I am God's creature. I have to love because God is the one that loved me even while I was yet sinner and he saved you and I. So we have to live as God's chosen people. We have to live as a new creature in Christ, not in the whole life any longer because the Bible says 2 Corinthians 5.17. You may not go there. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Even though there are times that our flesh will bring whatever you did in the past, but you tell that whatever that thing brings to your mind. No, no, no. I am no longer the one that is living. My whole life has been crucified with the Lord Jesus Christ. I am now a new creature in him. So you live that life that is new in the Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, as God's choosing treasure, today, what are we expected to do? We have to be an example. We have to choose to be an example of God in everything that we do. Whatever we know that God does not want us to do, we have to be that living example anywhere we go. Because sometimes people doesn't want to take the trust you are giving them. Sometimes they don't want you to open the Bible, but they want to see our life and see how is our life, is our life a living example to them. So our life has to be a living example of God who treasures us in his heart. He gave, you see, example. God chose the 12 disciples to become his apostles. Luke 6, 12 to 13. Let's read it. Because God chose the 12 disciples and he, make, he made them to become his apostles. One day, soon after Jesus went up on a mountain to pray, and he prayed to God all night. At daybreak, he called together all of his disciples and chose 12 of them to be apostles. He chose 12. It is not the only people that, have follow, that followed him, but he decided he chose 12 to be his apostles. And they named them. We don't need to go to their names. So what I want to bring out there is God chose those 12 disciples. This word today, God chose you and I to be his children. To be his favored value possession. And he wants us to live our life according to what his word says. According to him and be a living example to the whole world. Number three. We are chosen treasure because God wants us to shine forth God's light in the darkness of the world. My brothers and my sisters, is a lot of darkness in the world. We 
are children of light. We should not copy those things that the world is copying. See how even our culture, see the way our culture value marriage. Our culture value marriage. Before we get married, you will see they will go and do traditional and take something to the, to the bride's family. It is not that they are selling that there, but it's that value that, oh, I am going to go and get married in this, uh, in this family. I need to go and ask for this particular person in marriage. So you see the way God valued marriage. God valued a lot of things. Even our, our, the way we look, he valued it. Because when we are God's valued treasure, you can't just put anything any, anyhow the way the world is doing it and say, oh, this is fashion. What kind of fashion is that? That you cannot stand and say, I am a valued possession of the Most High God. And the glory of God has to be seen in my life. You see, the Israelites, when you watch those, those movies of the Bible, you will see the way that they command respect. Because the way we look, it will command the respect of the people around us. And even God in heaven will be happy. Oh, see my son. See my daughter. Because he is the one that owns our life. Our life does not belong to us any longer. So we have to shine forth God's light in the darkness of the world. Ephesians 5. Let's read it. Ephesians 5, 15 to 20. NLT. So be careful how you and I live. He's telling us, be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. We cannot live like fools. But like those who are wise. Because we have the wisdom of God. And that wisdom, we continue to grow from one level of glory to another as we search forth, as we allow God to break forth into our lives and continue to break us down and remold us because we are a house. You see, when you have a house, maybe every year you go and look and say, what can I touch? What can I, be, what can I do to this particular place to make it more beautiful, to make it more value, valuable? So the same way, Say, be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live, but like those who are wise. You see, it's such a pity. You see the old world now. You hear divorce. God does not design marriage to, God does not design marriage to be put away. He wants marriage to stand. Whatever it will cause, every, each party should put it to it. Because if Jesus can go to the cross because of you and I and gave himself at the cross and nailed him, see the death, this is, see the agony that he went through. So what can we not give to God? What can we not say, God, take it. I sacrifice thee because Jesus Christ sacrificed his life for the whole world. So what can each party in that marriage cannot sacrifice to allow the peace of God to reign? Because God meant the marriage to be enjoyed. He doesn't want us to endure. Sometimes it's pride that makes people to say, you know what? I'm not doing it again. Because you don't know the reason why God instituted marriage. So we have to live like people that have the wisdom of the Most High God. Let's continue reading, please. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. It is evil. You see, a lot of things. Sometimes I don't even want to watch TV. Because he doesn't have something, he doesn't have any positive thing. Even the news. But we have to hear it so that we can know what is going on in the world. But when it comes to where they put other stuff that you know 
that you sit down there and it's nothing. It's not building your spirit man. Close your eyes or turn it off and go away. Go and get something that will build your spirit man. My brothers and my sister, heaven and hell is real. We have to prepare because Christ is coming soon. Christ is coming soon. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly. Don't just act thoughtlessly. Oh, they are doing it, I'm doing it too. What are they doing? Anything they are doing that is not in line with the will of God, close your eyes and move away. The Bible says, flee from every appearance of sin. Flee, run. Don't stay there. Joseph, Joseph was faced with that. Joseph was faced with that. And that was then, there was no Holy Spirit then. But we have the Holy Spirit, our guide, our helper. He told his master's wife, no, I am not going to do this and sin against my God. That should be our profession. That should be our, what we profess, what we speak out. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. I should understand what the Lord wants me to do in every situation. You and I also, we need to understand what does God want us to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. You see, this is the word of God. It is not my word. Instead, praise the Lord. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You see, the Holy Spirit can help us at every situation, no matter what we are facing. He's there to help us. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourself and making music to the Lord in your heart. It is not that the news at everything that is happening all over the world is not devastating. It is heartbreaking. But at the same time, the Bible says, do not be anxious about anything. But by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, we should make our request known to him. And he will give us that peace. So whatever is happening, let's lift it up to God in prayer. Because he's the only one that knows the solution. He's the prince of peace that can bring peace to the whole world. Number four, obey the commandment of God. John 14, 15. We should obey the commandment of the Most High God as God's chosen treasure. If you love me, the word God is, if you love me, obey my commandments. That is, if you love God and you know, and myself know that we are God's creature, we should obey the commandment of God. Number five, preach the gospel of the coming kingdom of God to the world. Matthew 10, 6 to 7. God has saved us to serve. He saved us for a purpose so that we can go out and start telling people about Jesus. But only to the people of Israel, God's lost... Let me see, am I giving you the right scripture? Is that Matthew 10, 6 to 7? You can go to 7, let me see. Okay, so we'll use the 7. Go and announce to them the kingdom of heaven is near. We should go and preach the gospel. We should tell people about Jesus. That Jesus loves them. He doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants us to make heaven. He wants us to enjoy that place that he has gone to prepare for us. He wants us to tell about 
the excellent qualities of God, to show others the good news of God. See that song? We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. We have been called forth to show forth the excellence of Christ. That is, we have to show forth God that loves us, God that values us so much, and show his excellence. You see, Daniel, Daniel, God chose Daniel, despite all that he went through. But everybody around, even the king, he knew that something different was on Daniel. We're just going to read few, a few of Daniel. Can we go to Daniel? I'm just going to read a few of those scriptures. So God wants us to tell about the excellent qualities of himself to the old world before they get there. He wants us to broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. And he wants our life to be a living sacrifice to him. You may not go there. Let's read Romans 12 instead of that, Daniel. Let's read Romans 12. God wants us to let our life be a living sacrifice to him. He said, beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercy? That is the mercy and grace that he has granted to us. I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices. That is to be a sacred living sacrifice and live in holiness, experiencing all that delight his heart. You see, let's do things that delight God's presence. For this becomes our genuine expression of worship. As to stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you. He's telling us we should stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around us. I mentioned it earlier. It is not me. I don't know the reason why the Holy Spirit is emphasized on that. That means he's talking to you, to you and myself. We should stop imitating the ideals. There are ideals and opinions of the culture around us. Of the culture of the world. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. He's talking to all of us. How we think. We shouldn't think that it doesn't matter. God is not looking at my outward appearance. He's looking at my inward. He's looking at everything. That's why he's telling, stop initiating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think, of how I think. This will empower you and I to discern God's will as you have lived a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. That, that, that shows that this is very important. We shouldn't say it doesn't matter. It matters to him because we are his valued possession. Because we are treasured by him. So it matters to our maker, our creator. The one that created, created us in his image. So he said, be holy and without blame before him in love. He wants us to love. When you see your brother or your sister doing something that you see that is not in love, you don't need to go and gossip about it. Go on your knees and pray for that person. That God reveal yourself to him or her. 
let him or her be able to understand what your will is. Ephesians 4, verse, Ephesians 1, verse 4 to 5, NLT. Even before he made the world, God loves us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Verse 5. God decided, you see, God decided in advance to adopt us, all of us, into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and he gave him pleasure. He gave him pleasure to bring us to his family. He gave him pleasure to save us by his grace and mercy. So what is it that we cannot give to him and say and surrender it to him? Let him have it. What is it that somebody did to us that we are still keeping malice and don't let it go? It's the mercy and grace of God that has made each of us to be alive today. It's by his grace and mercy. It is nothing else. We didn't work for it. We didn't do anything for it. But he gave it to us anyway. So we have to decide to say, Lord, humbly I give it to you. Don't let pride, the Bible says pride leads to destruction. Humbly surrender everything to him and let him have. Those of us that are watching online, if you have not come to the knowledge of the saving grace of the Most High God, this is another opportunity for you. God loves you. He doesn't want you to perish. He wants you to come to his saving grace because he has a place that he has gone to prepare for us. And he does not want anyone to go to hell. He wants all of us to make heaven. Another point, do what is right. Proverbs 21.3. We have to do what is right in the sight of the one that values us so much. The Lord is more pleased when we do what is right and just than when we offer him sacrifices. You see, he wants us, he wants our life, he wants our soul, he wants everything that he made in us to be for him because we are his creature. He wants us to live our life in his sight and living as a sacrifice and as a bit that he show forth as a living sacrifice. So present your body as a living sacrifice to God because he loves you and I. So we have to do what is right because God is more pleased when we do what is right than just Offering him sacrifice and doing the wrong thing. Praise the Lord. So what are the rewards? What is the reward that we will have when we are his pressure and we do all these things? Our reward is to reign with Christ when he comes back. That's Revelation 5.10. Our reward is to reign with Christ. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God. We are kingdom of priests. He has saved us for us as a channel to restore the world to himself, that is to go and preach the gospel and bring lost souls to his kingdom. Because we will reign, we will start reigning here and then we will reign with him. Because he said we will reign on earth. Verse 20, I'm sorry, chapter 24 to 6. Then I saw thrones and the people sitting on them had been given the authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their testimony about Jesus and for claiming the word of God. You see, when you stand on the word, no matter what, continue to stand. You see, Daniel, he stood his ground. Even when the king told him, no more prayer, a decree, no more prayer. 
That was when he opened his window. He opened it and started and prayed because he has, so, he has sold his life to the Lord. He, want, he feared God and he knew that God valued him. They had not worshipped the beast or his statue, nor accepted his mark on their foreheads and their hands. They all came to life again and they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. That is, our, that is what we should look to. This is the first resurrection. The rest of the dead did not come back to life until the thousand years has ended. That is when rapture and all that is taking place. So my brothers and my sisters, I'm encouraging us this, this morning. God value us so much. We are God's value possession. Let us live our life according to his will because he loves us so much. So we are going to round up with that song, We Are a Chosen Generation. Let's see that you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are peculiar to him. You are special to him. You are his masterpiece. You are his workmanship. He created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we should let that light, let that light show forth even in the darkness of the world that people will see that, oh, really, you are a child of God. No matter what the world is turning to, we should not make use of the standard of the world. We should use the standard of Christ. We should live in the standard of the Most High God. So let's all rise up. Praise the Lord. Those people that are home, let's sing that song. We are a chosen generation. Indeed we are. Indeed we are. We are a chosen generation. Yes. Call for to show his excellence. All I require for life, God has given me. I know who I am. We are a chosen generation. We are a chosen generation. All I require for life, God has given me. I know who I am. I know 
We know who we are and we have to go out and live for Christ. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Jehovah God, for enabling us and for reminding us who we are in you. We exalt you. Thank you for all that you have reminded us today. We will go and continue to live for your kingdom and continue to shine forth your glory in the world. Thank you, Father, for answer prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed.